0: listening to Inside Healthy Teams by Apricot Consulting, a series that draws on the experience of experts to unearth the principles of personal and team leadership. For more information, go to apricotconsulting.us. Welcome to Inside Healthy Teams from Apricot Consulting. Revealing conversations with execs designed to help leaders build healthy teams and organizations. We look to help organizations live their purpose, strengthen connections, and deliver business impact. On this podcast, we're joined by founder and CEO Derek Linsell. Derek has been the CEO for 18 years. Today, we discuss the important topic of engagement, a buzzword today, and particularly now with the global realities of the coronavirus. Welcome, Derek.
1: Okay, James, how are you doing?
0: Very well. Tell us a bit about yourself. Who you are and the business that you're involved in.
1: Um, so as you said, I've been involved with Apricot right from the very beginning and we've moved it from a single practice uh, consultancy to a, uh, where we've now got offices around the world. Um, we've focused always in the, the soft areas of organisations because the soft stuff's the hard stuff. And we've tweaked that along the way to the point now that one of the most exciting things for me is the development of our culture impact index, which is where we've identified the seven areas of uh, what makes a healthy culture, what makes a healthy team or what makes a healthy organisation. They being um, um, purpose, leadership, engagement, innovation, communication – agility and accountability. And what we found is putting all those together um, really are the the key drivers to what is it that makes a healthy culture and uh, a healthy organisation.
0: Terrific. So you mentioned one of those areas of health uh, or culture is engagement. It's a bit of a buzzword today. I think everyone likes to talk about engagement. There's lots of engagement surveys Mm. out in the marketplace. What does engagement look like to you and what's some of the research showing you from Apricot uh, around perhaps reimagining it or perhaps some insights that maybe we haven't been focusing enough on?
1: Well, a key factor of engagement is uh, what I would say is engaging the heart. Um, most organisations, most corporates, uh, they're lucky if they engage the head. Uh, that's, you know, people bring their mind to work and so on. Uh, but real engagement's where you actually begin to engage the heart, where you're, uh, people are giving that more Uh, than just rocking up from 9 o'clock to 5 o'clock, but they're actually giving uh, their ideas, they're giving their thoughts, they're giving their passion. That's what real engagement is. What's interesting is I'm fascinated to see this trend and how it's become more trendy over over the last, say, 5 to 10 years because what it's very much linked with the whole uh, retain. How do you retain, attract and retain good quality staff? And it's often around engagement. What's interesting to me, though, is that as the rise of engagement surveys, it's almost as if we corporations are trying to deal with engagement by giving trinkets, you know, another day off or a day off for this or allowing the dogs to come to work or whatever. And I'm not decrying any of that. Um, you still must treat people well, must pay people well. But what our research is finding, which to me is fascinating, is that real engagement comes where people connect into the purpose of the organisation, where their purpose as an individual actually connects into the purpose of the organisation is where you really find real engagement.
0: Yeah, and I guess building on that, it's interesting when you talk about some of the segments of the workforce that... Uh, least engaged, what has your research shown you?
1: Well, the lowest is uh, the 25 to 35-year-olds, I guess if you like the classic Gen Y um, generation. Where um, they've uh, they're not the, the ones that don't stay long in the in the workplace, and people are trying to connect them in with what I would call some trinkets. What our research is showing is because these folks are that age are really connected into issues of justice and compassion and environmental issues. Once again, connecting back into deeper things of life, deeper things of organisations. Why this is so interesting is because. Over the last 20 or 30 years in corporate history, corporates have moved away from some of the deeper aspects um, just into, if you like, let me be crass of it's all about making money. No, it's not all about making money. That's a given. You've got to do that to stay healthy or to stay alive. But if you want to keep your good quality people, you can't just focus around the money. It's got to be about what difference they are making in the broader workplace. So – engagement happens where you connect back into the meaning and the purpose of the organisation because it came into being for I don't know how long it's been, it's came into being for a purpose at some stage, connected back into that but also through shared value programs and corporate responsibility programs engaging into actually what is it doing in the community, what's it doing beyond itself, what's it doing in giving away, that's where you begin to tap into some of that engagement of that generation of uh, 25 to 35.
0: You mentioned shared value before. How is that different from a CSR program when you're wrapping that back into an engagement uh, what's your experience of Apricot being in the shared value space, and, and how's that driving engagement?
1: Yeah, good question. So corporate responsibility is, if you like, simply about corporations uh, looking to be involved, you know, they've picked up this theme, looking to be involved in broader society. So in kind of tacky terms, it's almost like where the corporate goes and uh, pats, you know, a kid on the top of the head, the poor kid on the top of the head, or the kid with cancer in hospital gives them money or whatever. What our research is finding is that that is okay, but it doesn't really uh, get the engagement you want. Shared value you is where you are serious about engaging with the not-for-profit or the social issue that has benefits back for the corporation, benefits for the not-for-profit and benefits for the broader society. Then you're starting to dig at deeper levels, you're starting to make impact both with the issue, both with the not-for-profit and also with the own organisation, allowing that generation to begin to connect back into there. That works. That's really clever stuff.
0: Is there anything else as companies think about the realities of coronavirus Mm. and many organisations, we've heard about Google, Amazon and Facebook moving to remote working models already Mm. to preemptively get people out of the office and get people into self-isolation. Mm. How do we continue to maintain engagement in that in those contexts?
1: I think this is a fascinating time in corporate history because in many ways people have kind of thought, well, you know, if someone rocks up to work, I've got them engaged. Well, we've known that's been nonsense for ages. Uh, what it has done, though, is allowed a sense of team and so on. With the idea of the self-isolating, Um, Unless people are truly engaged, uh, unless people have senses of accountability, uh, where culture actually maps into building accountability and so on, I think we're going to see some really interesting things of what uh, comes from this. We already know that, you know, the use of technology is helpful in, uh, you know, having meetings and so on. But we know that it's nowhere near as good as actually sitting in in a room full of people where there's all of that social interaction. So how do you build engagement where there isn't that social interaction? That's going to be fascinating. Once again, what our research is showing is that if you build into purpose, build into connection, build into deeper meaning, then I think there's a possibility that's how we're going to get across some of
0: this. So companies who are then looking to build engagement, where do they start? Do they go to market for an engagement survey? What would you be suggesting as the pathway forward?
1: I think they've got to be really clear about the development of what is their purpose and it's not a purpose statement. Uh, I was with a client recently where they came up with just a purpose statement and it was just some pithy, corporate statement that had no connection the key of purpose is it's got to connect into the heart it must connect into the heart why did the organization come into being As I said before, all all organisations have a reason it came into being. And if you are designing a future, you must understand the past. It's a key of strategic planning. To go forward, you must understand its past. And unless you can say, no, that's not what we're about anymore, then you must go back and connect into that. And my hunch is connect staff back into those drivers. That's where you'll see engagement.
0: So what else would you do? Would you, would you recommend, just being really practical right now, we're looking to build engagement within the business? Would we go to market for a survey? What What would we do? Oh, I'm, would you-
1: okay. I'm okay about going to market for a survey. Um, that, that's okay too. There's no doubt about that. But, and you'll learn some things from that. And once again, uh, in a modern day, you need to treat people well. You need to pay people well and treat them with what's acceptable. But real connection is going to come with the two things I've already spoken about. One's the shared value program, which begins to tap into people's giving, tap into their uh, you know, sense of living beyond themselves, which is a key factor to what makes a hum- uh, an individual healthy. And then the whole idea of the organisational purpose and helping people to uh, find their purpose within that purpose. Um, we've, we've One of the things that we've discovered in our work is that over the last good period of time in our life, we've spoken about jobs, we've lost the concept of vocation. Now, vocation comes from the Latin word voca, which is to call, this sense of calling. Now, you know, we've lost that concept of calling. It's moved to, you know, churches or higher ed or even um, hospitals and so on. I think we need to rediscover vocation back into corporations. Um, Even politicians, um, good politicians have that sense of calling. This is what they are to do with their lives. Well, I think going forward we're going to find more people looking for vocations, which I think it's going to mean people spending longer in, in employment in organisations, so that trend of, you know, short-term, which is what we see in general, I think that'll turn around because people will look for vocations, they'll look for meaning uh, in the organisation and in the relationships that come within that organisation.
0: Yeah, and I guess one of the other areas I'd love to cover off with you in this podcast is I guess what we'd often call the third leg of the stool, which is values and behaviours, mm. and that's one of the key elements of driving engagement. And I guess John Maxwell, one of the leadership experts, would often talk about a values-driven leader as a level five leader. What role do you see in the values and behaviours? You mentioned purpose, shared value. Values and behavior seems to be the third leg of the stool. Yeah, there's no how, doubt. Do, how do you see that playing out within an organizational context? Well, once again,
1: it's key, um, but let me emphasize behaviors as distinct to values I've run many a workshop around what are the values and you come up with words like respect and integrity. and No one's going to argue with any of that stuff. But how do you hold people accountable to respect unless you are beginning to actually look at the behaviours that make up what is it that makes respect is the thing that uh, needs to be looked at there. I would – emphasise what we are emphasising going forward are what are the behaviours, what are the things that I can be accountable for as distinct to this nice word that hangs on a wall called respect or integrity or honesty or courage or whatever, uh, unless we're actually beginning to define what they mean, not even just in the defining of the word but what – What's the implication in the way I behave that I can be then accountable?
0: So coming up with behaviour statements that are measurable, that are observable, that can be lifted into a performance framework and then accountability driven.
1: Key factor um, because then you're beginning to touch character, which once again is a key factor in engagement.
0: For an organisation looking to take the next step in driving engagement and Prefacing that by saying the coronavirus is 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 among us, is above us, is around us, and organisations are moving to more remote working models. What what do you see then as the next key critical steps? Do you think if organisations are seeking to drive engagement?
1: Well, I think it's 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 I think it's new ground. I think leadership needs to be intentional about this. So leaders have got to understand actually what's happening here. So I think it's going to mean from a leadership perspective, probably touching base with staff on a more intentional basis. What does that mean? Well, it may mean, you know, through Teams or LinkedIn or, or not LinkedIn but, you know, through Skype or something, hey, just checking in to see that you're doing okay because there isn't that kind of just walking past the office and, you know, say, how was the morning tea today? That stuff you've we're going to have to be more intentional about. I think it's going to, as I said before, the whole accountability factor is going to kick in. Um, you know, how, what we our research is finding is that very, very few corporations corporations are good at holding people accountable. So if people aren't around and they're not in the office and where there's that kind of, you know, connection, how do you hold people accountable if you're we're not clear about that <laughs> and you're not skilled at having difficult conversations and so on, which often can come through with accountability. So once again, this is where our cultural impact index is becoming just so relevant. You know, the idea around what's purpose, uh, key themes around leadership, key themes around engagement, key themes around communication, key themes around innovation, key themes around agility Key themes around accountability. Take innovation for for an example. If um, this coronavirus continues for a while and so we're all self-isolating, to use the term that's uh, become very popular, innovation will really struggle because my experience in innovation, one, it's got to be in a safe place but innovation is found in trusting relationships that there's a myth around innovation of the Newton, you know, the apple falls on my head and I, I find a, a new law. Uh, that, that's kind of a myth. Innovation comes in trusting intimate relationships where often people are in the same room together. How are we going to do that in isolation over video? I think there's a lot of thinking to be done in that space.
0: Talk about agility and the role of that in this new era and I guess it connects back to engagement, but certainly this is yeah. a, if we're talking about coronavirus for a moment, because obviously it is a macro and a yeah. micro reality right now, as the role of agility and being adaptable and.
1: Well, that's, that's the fascinating part to me. How agile are organisations going to be in actually living in industry where we've never done this before? How are we going to do this? I've got no idea, and I think it's going to be fascinating. That's why I'm saying leaders are going to have to be intentional about this. Um, how are they going to be agile about how to connect with people? Um, agile about accountability. You know, this is a
0: technology piece too. You're moving from meetings to virtual meetings. Correct. Communication that goes with that. Correct.
1: You know, how do you keep people uh, interest? Um, you know, when you uh, so take an extrovert, I'm an extrovert. So I'm, in, I'm empowered to have people around me all the time. If I'm on my own, I'm going to go nuts. So it's in some ways it's the antithesis to the corporate move of where we've moved to open offices where everybody's in the one room but we're all kind of connected and so on, which was great for uh, extroverts, awful for introverts but we're also going to now the other extreme of where introverts are going to be, they're going to love it because they're going to be on their own and in their own homes and, and so on, uh, extroverts are going to struggle. What's also then going to be interesting is that once the virus gets solved or we get an antidote or whatever, actually getting people back mm. into the community, off- now that's going to be an interesting thing. Mm. So the role,
0: the role of a leader then as a, as a change manager, as a... Is uh, huge as a shepherd as a, as as a, a guide.
1: Yeah, she- uh, that's as a coach. As a coach is huge going forward. There's yeah, no doubts.
0: It sounds like a positions Apricot in a very good spot to be able to help organisations who are looking to make that transition in this time.
1: Oh, I think that's right. I think that's right. It's actually, uh, and how do we do that? Well, we've got to walk with people in the midst of this. Mm. Um, there is no other way I know. Because you've got to walk with people because it's a sense of discovery of the ways uh, uh, together.
0: Some fascinating insights, Derek. Thank you you for joining us on this important topic of engagement. Thank you to our listeners also for joining us on Inside Healthy Teams. Uh, Join us next month. Thanks, James. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Inside Healthy Teams by Apricot Consulting. We hope you found it helpful. And if you did, it would help us if you could rate and review this episode on your podcast platform and subscribe for more episodes. For more information, go to apricotconsulting.us.